Hi, we're here uh, today with another episode of Connect Globally and Innovate. And today we have a special guest uh, from um, all the way from India who uh, we've spoken to once earlier too. So excited to continue the conversation. We have Dr. Anju Chetia, uh, who is uh, today from Mom- um, meeting from Mumbai. Hi, Dr. Anju. Hi, Nita. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks again for being flexible with the time difference. It's 11 a.m. in Chicago and 10.30 p.m. in India. So I um, appreciate that. And I know that a lot of the, um, your energy comes from also you're practicing what you're um, working, you know, your work related to Ayurveda. You're an Ayurvedic physician, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These are very true. I mean, I always prefer to sleep by this time, but uh, definitely, you know, I mean, we have to connect with the time differences. So I chose this time because of the tranquility, you know, otherwise the daytime is quite noisy over here in Mumbai City. Yes, yeah, definitely with all this traffic and sounds, etc. Um, yeah, and then um, so last time when we spoke, we had an overview of so many different topics. And then, you know, when you asked me like what we would focus on today, what has been coming up more is about this um, still more things about balance and how to achieve balance with yoga or, you know, I know. Uh, so Ayurveda includes yoga as well as um nutrition yes. and so many other aspects right and the and the preventative aspect too and treatment yes. right so that's what i was thinking is uh, to talk a little bit about yoga how to achieve balance in yoga here we know we definitely see a lot of yoga studios and um and and i know that also i wanted to mention that you travel and work with with people all over the world and uh, i know you spend a lot of time um also teaching in in Europe, in Spain, especially, and in Denmark, too. So you definitely have an overview of different lifestyles and how they can benefit from this. Yes, Nita. Yes, definitely. I've been traveling a lot in the past 10 years. And I'm happy to connect with a lot of people and, you know, help them with Ayurveda. Most of the people whom I connect with are people who are following yoga because I'm invited by the yoga centers who want me to uh, deliver lectures on various aspects of, uh, you know, preventive medicine in Ayurveda. So, you know, at least they are spiritually connected. So it's easy to, you know, for me to pass my Ayurveda subjects to them because they are at least receptive, they know what they are doing. Most of them definitely are more into asanas, but uh, you know some of the yoga centers they do go into the deeper aspects of yoga, the eightfold path of yoga. Oh, good. Okay, the eight yes. parts so, of yoga. Yes. So you know, yoga is actually a union of body and mind. You know, I mean, we cannot separate these two things from each other. I mean, we all know a healthy mind and a healthy body, right? Yes. So, uh, basically, you know, I mean, we are a creation and, uh, you know, we are we are also connected to the creator. So, somehow it's like, you know, in uh, Sanskrit it is called that, uh, you know, um, you know uh, union of Atma with Paramatma. So, you know, the creation is getting connected to the creator. So, we all, in today's life, you know, there's a lot of, uh, the minds are very dispersed, you know, I mean, yeah. we want to do a lot of different activities, but sometimes we don't know how to channelize ourselves. 
Yeah. So yoga specially helps to control this dispersed mind. You know, it it tries to bring an inward focus within yourself. Oh. Okay. And yeah. So you know, I mean, what is yoga actually? It is yoga se chitta vritti nirodha. This is a Sanskrit word which says that you know your chitta, that is your mind, it goes into various directions. That is vrittis. You know, we have so many vrittis. we want to go out with friends we you know we want to focus on our work we want to manage our family mm-hmm. you know we want our time for ourselves but sometimes we don't know i mean what we have to do at the priority yes so one needs to pay enough attention to oneself you know i mean first of all you need to just bring your mind into a focus and this is possible with the help of yoga like everybody wants to achieve higher goals but uh, you know i mean we how can we achieve higher goals if we are not balanced i mean if we want right. to climb we need to be balanced right yes. if we are not balanced we will be just on the ground wow okay that's so, a very good analogy yes. and you know many times i have seen that you know people always talk about freedom we want freedom we don't want any responsibilities you know so mm. they just want to get you know i mean addicted to things like alcohol you know or mm-hmm. smoking you know because they find some great uh, enthusiasm after that yeah. but actually you know they want a freedom from this psychological you know imbalance like a trap which they find within themselves and they want to get free from that you know but you know these kinds of things will always lead to destruction you know because these things will always lead to over addictions right you know i mean because smoking alcohol i mean you know social calls i mean having some amount of drinks is a different thing you know but people you know who want to talk about freedom freedom from relationships freedom from you know freedom yeah. from so many attachment you know but right. they are not talking in a very uh, you know balanced way yeah and they are just they are because they are imbalanced actually you know with their mind they don't know what ha- they have to do so yoga actually tries to bring a, a inner balance within ourselves because we should know what we are why we are here Right? Okay, so the balance of yes, exactly. That's well put. Yeah. So the balance of so trying these different things, like you mentioned, um, alcohol or you know just yeah. enjoying social life. So enjoying. those things, yeah, those yeah. are okay and balanced. But what you're saying is sometimes then uh, one disconnects too much from the self, and then focuses right. more on the external these external right. activities. Yeah, I mean, joy is even in small things, Nita. Yeah. I mean, it's not only you know partying or you know. I mean, okay, like for some occasions, yes, but it should not make you, I mean, feel low after that. You know, I mean, we always listen to like people after party. I mean, they are not able to balance themselves on the next day. Oh, right? that's a good point. <laughs> you should feel good after that. So maybe that after maybe. That, I mean, whether whether you really feel good and whether you really feel high. No, what causes in, when you when you practice yoga i mean mm-hmm. in your daily life yeah. i mean you will feel the sense of you know uh, a greatness inside you i mean when you are able to do all your things your day to day activities in such a nice manner and with a happiness with a state of happy mind 
Okay, I see what you're saying. So it's not dependent on the external. So maybe when, uh, you know, the people, you know, like you said, the next day they may not feel so good after the experiences because it may have been too much or maybe they may be missing something. So that means maybe not a reference to to themselves. Yeah, it's it's actually that unhappiness within where they want to seek happiness in the external factors. You know, that uh, you can always find a world of happiness within you. Okay, so how does that happen through yoga? Yes, uh, because you know, yoga and Ayurveda, they both believe in the four purushatthas. If you must be aware of these four purushatthas, these are the inherent values of the universe, you know. Like, you know, sometimes people ask, why am I here? What is, yes. what is the purpose of my life? Yes. You know, so that question mark in their minds, you know, mm-hmm. which they, they really, they don't know, like, and what I'm doing, whether it's really necessary or whether I'm born for doing all these things, I mean, what I'm given as a role. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you have to know these four purushatthas of life, which are, you know, according to Ayurveda and Yoga, these are, I mean, these are said in our text, you know, in the Veda, the Granthas. Okay. That, uh, you know, purpose of self, we have to work on these purpose. These are Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha. You know, so we have to think about all how we have to do our things, how our 24 hours should be divided so that we are able to do at least these four parts in our life, you know. Oh, okay. I mean, yes. Dharma? Dharma. So, what is dharma actually? Mm -hmm. It is the right way of living, you know. Okay. I mean, we need to know our duties well, right? We all, when we are born, we are we are born and we are we have we have this purpose you know that we have to do some duties in our life mm-hmm. now what is the, what are these duties first is the duty towards yourself okay you know your inner self what are you going to do for yourself second comes the duties towards your family you know where where you are born because when you are born definitely you are born with with you know with certain people around you like yes. your father your mom your brother your sister you know yes so they are the first near and dear ones. Then you develop as you grow, you develop your friends, so your duty towards your friends. Yes. Then when you start working, you know, you have certain duties in your workplace as well. Yes. Yes. So and then you're also connected to the society. Society. So there comes the duties towards your society. So first of all, we have to be conscious, you know, I mean in all these duties how we perform them at each stage of our life. Right. So, Yoga teaches you, you know, this dharma. We have to be conscious in our actions, in our words, in our thoughts. You know, we have to build up this compassion, sensitivity and, you know, towards the needs of others also, not first as yourself, but even to the society, you know. So this and makes... This, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, and so for this, we, we need to be truthful, you know. So this is the right way of living, you know. This is called as dharma. What was the last word you said for that we need to be? We need to be truthful. Truthful. Oh, okay. So yes, then, you know, okay. I mean, when we are truthful, I mean, we are doing our dharma in a right way because dharma is actually the right way of living. How are we true? How do we know that we're being truthful? Is it the self-reflection or meditation? Yes. So you know, this is what will be the next part where okay. I will be telling you about the different aspects what yoga teaches. Oh, you. okay, okay. So yeah. yeah. So first is you know, our duties is like dharma. Then comes like for this duty you know now comes the earth earth is like for performing these duties we also need a livelihood right we need to earn money yes 
we need to earn money but in an ethical way yes so yoga always talks about the focus of the mind and in a right way many okay. people they will earn money but not in an ethical way right yes that's right so basically earning in an ethical way not being too much greedy you know but earning in the right way for your good sustenance for a good comfort of your life and this is possible through only right knowledge you know so when you have good friendship good love you have good career you have good skills then you are born you know i mean for what you are born with so you earn your livelihood with all these aspects right right so okay. then and when we are having a healthy life then only we will be going towards you know earning a good livelihood you know getting prosperity in life so it's in relation so this is how one is focused on the self but also in relation to others so others, um, this yeah. probably helps to manage depression yes. you know or prevents yes. depression correct so we have to you know think about like what we are working is it compatible with our nature what our capabilities we should know our skills you know mm-hmm. and we should also work i mean correct means of livelihood but even the job or whatever work we are doing is it satisfactory is it giving us the happiness or are we working for what we you know i mean we have really taken that path and we have chosen that you know so all that knowledge you know comes with a great focus you know when our mind like self awareness basically So yes. yoga helps you in this way, you know. So the four purposes: dharma, artha, which I spoke about. Artha comes, is the second. Artha was the yeah the right means of livelihood. You know how we should earn. How do you spell that? A R T A R T H A. Okay, right means artha. of livelihood. Okay. Yes. Then comes the right of desires. That is kama. Kama. You know the right of desires. K A M A. K I N A. Okay. Yes, definitely. You know, when we are doing our duties, when we are doing our livelihood, right means of livelihood, there are certain desires in our mind. Yes. You know, so there is definitely karma in a large way. You know, people think about sensuality. You know. Yes. But that is only one aspect of karma. There, there are desires of so many things. Like you know, I mean, there can be a desire for art, for music. You know, for beauty, right. yes. for traveling, right? Yes. So these also things bring a joy in our life. But these desires also need to be controlled. I mean, we cannot have just desire and desire and desire. You know, we should know where there are the limits of these desires. We should not be overindulging into any of these desires. Okay. How like, does one you know, make sure that we don't overindulge? Self-reflection. Yes. Yeah. Yes, like self-control. This is what yoga teaches okay. you. Okay. You know, so yeah, because yoga has all these yamas, niyamas. So you know, it will it teaches you how to control these things. Okay. So you know, I mean, when we when we go into an excess of anything, we just lead into a chaos, right? So we because feel that, right? That's our like yes, our feeling of not something is not right. We are like able to even yeah. if we are earning good, you know, but yes. we should know. I mean, you know, how much we have to spend. We should know our calculations also, right? Yes. So you know, I mean, if we love traveling, we just keep good. We can just keep on traveling, right? Yeah. We should know. I mean, how much our health permits us, you know, how much our dharma or our artha permits us, you know. So yeah. this is why you know, I mean, overindulgence of any kind of activity. 
whether it is uh, smoking alcohol you know whether it is uh, you know karma is like for even desire for sex you know i mean it should not be into an overindulgence okay overindulgence of any kind of urges which we have is uh, is accordingly you know not even good for our health also but the right desire the right pleasures you know we should choose and we should know where to channelize these emotions so um that's so this is karma that's karma okay that's yeah. a third one that's a third there's, aspect yeah, of there's a third aspect you know of yoga the yeah the fourth aspect is moksha moksha is like you no know, when we live our dharma artha and karma we we slowly slowly progress towards the final liberation you know what is the final liberation it is a freedom you know from the cycle of death and rebirth also it's like an enlightenment you know which is a very fast stage but for that to achieve that kind of salvation you know we we have to follow these paths in a right way first moksha is the last stage you know where there is the liberation which comes also with you know like selfless love like you know when we are doing duties towards our society you know but we we don't become selfish in that like you know every time we don't if we are doing something and we want something in return that thing should not be there in our minds you know okay. so it should be like even if somebody speaks back to you you know but you speak softly to them you know this is how this is how you go towards moksha you okay know, so yes you you must be knowing like how gandhi ji you know i mean you know i mean he he is the father of the nation and yes. you know how you know there are certain things which he was following you know like the first part was ahimsa you know i mean whatever bad is done but we should never do any bad to anyone exactly you know, so somebody speaks ill about you you know but uh, i mean you have to be you have to be calm yeah that, that should not affect you internally so but if somebody is, so that's that's a uh, grounding again in oneself because we're not only looking at how the other person is is behaving as a guideline for our behavior we're looking at how what our values are and what values. we know to be right yes. right yes so we should know those values these values will take us towards that path of enlightenment you know so you know these are all in an order like dharma artha kama moksha so in our even in our 24 hours day also like you know the entire day also if we know our all these things and we are actually working you know so we are definitely on the path of enlightenment so with these then it's like um do you see a difference in city life and um or you know more rural areas or in different countries like how this people are able to do this more easily or it just depends yes. on the person yeah yes definitely like uh, you know i mean when i when i go abroad and uh, i see in different countries you know I know I mean there is a lot of loneliness people are not uh, very well connected to families you know and there is a lot of uh, liberation you know at a very young age you know yes and of course you know every country has its own norms you know i mean definitely you know indian culture has got its own values so you know which are inculcated right from the beginning and you know i mean because we are into that sanskriti of vedas you know so yes so definitely you know all those things uh, our culture is like they they help us to it helps us to bind ourselves together in a very strong way but uh, you know like excessive of freedom you know and at a very young age you know uh, that also you know i mean sometimes leaves a person very dispersed 
so where comes the need of yoga where you need to focus your mind so especially young generation you know where they don't know what has to be done there is there is not enough guidance you know so they are the people who you know lead into or overindulge into some of the activities and uh, if there is a point when they realize but sometimes it's so difficult for them when they fall into addictions you know right. to just uh, give them that kind of balance it's only when there is a will you know there is a way so you know it's only when their inner mind is really you know strong enough to change that is the time where we can change them or you know we can help them out with their addictions so the person But inside needs to um has to have the interest to make any interest. change right correct correct okay. because we cannot do anything if you know that inner interest doesn't come into the mind how much ever you have a knowledge how much ever you know i mean you know i mean each each of the path it preaches good things you know even in every religion or any spiritual path but you know just knowing that you have to practically implement these things in your life as i said about dharma arth kama moksha i mean if you practically implement these things in your life then only you know you will know its importance and yeah. you will see the state of happiness within you So then what about um that's really wonderful. So what about if people are um off the path at a certain age in their life so maybe they got off to like not a good start in their 20s and then is it possible for them to readjust at some time? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nita, I mean, um, you know, uh, of course they will need their good guidance, but uh, I yes. think now everywhere, I mean, you know, there are good people and yeah. uh, you know, they are helpful and you know, there's a lot of people in the society and it's also upon uh, you with whom you interact, with whom you, you know, choose or select. You know, so even that selection also, you know, like it being friends or it being the interest or it being the uh you know passion for certain subjects yeah uh, you know it is within the right you, company so, the yeah so basically you know the right knowledge mm-hmm. the self awareness is what helps you in the long run that makes a lot of sense because even um i was thinking about if if we are and if we are on the right path and we have a certain practice and you know a balance in our life but then if we're surrounded by people that are not then it it becomes more challenging you know to maintain that but if we have also other people who are mostly like that you know then it is easier to stay on that path easier very true true i mean exactly what you said like you know i mean as we say that like minded people mingle with each other very well yes uh, you yes. know it doesn't take a, a, a small you know uh, just a fraction of a second you know where you interact with somebody and you get influenced by Uh, other you know bad uh, you know bad habits or you know mm-hmm. uh, something negative thoughts you know i mean even if you watch a, you know something like a negative uh, you know anything which has negative uh, you know uh, psychology and do you know youngsters they do get influenced with all those negative vibes oh right even exactly home, yeah even at home you know like when there's a good uh, relationship between the parents you know that influences the mind and nurtures the mind of a young one but if we see a lot of differences between the parents itself or you know i mean and what is what is going to happen with those young minds yes exactly so how can we um you know those of us who work with young people or the um young professionals how can what can we do 
you know to support them because um you know yoga is is uh, is there for so many generations and how do we apply it for them you know to you know align with their core interests or inherent talents so they achieve that balance and don't you know go into depression or isolation or these things you know as they're on their path very true right i feel that um, you know see these are the things the philosophy which can be educated right from the childhood like even in schools you know if yoga you know i mean the lifestyle you know i mean it's a way of living right yes neeta yes so basically you know i mean you don't need to actually just go to a yoga studio to learn um, uh these uh, philosophies of life you know i mean it's a way of living it can be inculcated right from the childhood even at school level so i know a lot of european countries are working uh, towards it you know like bringing yoga into schools so nurturing the small young minds you know these are actually i mean you don't have to actually do an ayurveda course to learn about preventive part of ayurveda you know which we call as swastha vritta we can learn it right from our school level so i think you know it's a big role for the government or you know the organizations they can start these kinds of you know giving a literacy about these aspects of life you know where you know at least the young minds are nurtured so well that they they start inculcating positive things that's rather wonderful. than yeah. looking into any kind of negative aspects of life that's really good i've seen that that's a wonderful point you made the literacy of this so this is also a skill to be learned along with other courses and then the earlier we do that the better and i have seen even here i've seen um some programs and focus on mindfulness for the young people so they're starting that in some schools and then um you know other ways of addressing the social or emotional aspects i have seen that in several programs here in a chicago land right. area so that's a very good sign and even i have seen um incorporating uh pets you know animals <laughs> into the programs too because they yeah. are a way of opening up the individual where they may not be able to connect with people as much you know due to maybe some traumas or other situations but it helps also with very you know the emotional aspect very true yes because you know there are ways of uh, teaching a person you know some people can learn uh, learn all these things better with animals rather than humans but you know because of the love and the compassion and i said that yes i mean you know definitely in countries where they are not densely populated you know so you know your the animals and the birds and the nature they also become your friends and definitely why not because we are also the creation of the universe exactly yeah so that yes. helps us to interrelate with the larger um aspects of life too i think that that's what that is and i think probably when the time that all of these were written um i don't thousands of years ago there was more of interactivity with nature now that we have yeah. these big buildings and separation <laughs> and and things right. it's, it's harder and probably also the climate like we talked about that earlier before we started the call that we you know in in these extreme winters you know that we have yes. we're coming up on that in january <laughs> soon here a very cold winters yes. you know and it's already kind of started so we're inside more and we also have less sunlight so this also yes. affects the mood you know so Definitely. what kind of things we can make sure. sure to do is it the practice yes. when you say yoga practice daily is it you're sitting there meditating or is it also reading books 
that's the other question I had. Yes, uh, yoga is actually, you know, I mean, it's sad to say, but, uh, you know, I mean, many of the yoga studios, they just focus more on the asanas aspect. Yes. Rather than, um, actually, it's an eightfold path, Nita. Okay. So, you know, yoga is not only asanas. There is a lot more to the yoga. And also, you know, I mean, because yoga also has become commercialized, you know, in many of the places. Yeah. So, you know, people, I mean, you know, we name it in a different, different manners. But, uh, you know, whatever it is, I mean, there may be different ways of doing it. But uh, you should never forget the eightfold path. Eightfold you know, path. Yoga. Yeah, it's an eightfold path. So, where, you know, there are certain foundations of this yoga before doing the asanas. Actually, the asana is the third part. Okay. The first part which comes is uh, the yamas. Yamas is like, you know, it uh, actually means like um, abstention, like, you know, when you deal with the external world, yes. what are the things you should abstain from? Yes. There are some ethical restraints, you know, which we should follow. Okay. Second, second is the niyamas. Niyamas is like dealing with yourself. You know, so you have to observe your lifestyle and you have to do certain things. You know, how you can actually, you know, attain these niyamas in your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. I can explain in detail about the yamas and the niyamas because each of them have again uh, five sub-topics into it. Okay. And uh, so basically dealing with yourself is niyamas. The third comes, you know, when, when there is now when there is a physics and this body. So how we ground this body, how we make it stable, how we increase the physical resistance of this body. So this is, you know, how to increase the capability. So this is possible through asanas. This oh. is the third aspect of yoga. Okay. So yamas and niyamas are basically the foundation of these asanas. I see. Okay. Yes. And then comes the fourth is the pranayama. That is the control of breath. You know, prana is the energy, yes. the subtle energy of the universe, and no action is possible without this energy. So, you know, the inward journey of prana inside you, how you control that, how you control your breath, comes in pranayamas. Okay, okay. The fifth one is pratyahara, is the withdrawal of senses. Like, we all have sensory organs, and we have the four, five senses. You know, so like we, we, we read books, you know, we listen to sounds, you know, whether we listen to good sounds or bad sounds, whether we read good things or bad things. But Pratyahara, that is Prati plus Aroha, this is Sanskrit terminology, that is an inward journey. Inward journey like controlling the senses for the good, for the benefit of our body. Okay. Right? Yes. The sixth one. Yes, so you know these are step by step. When we do the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, then only we are able to go more focused, you know. I mean, then only we are able to go into a stage of dharana, that is concentration. That is the sixth stage. Dharana, the? Dharana is the sixth stage, that is concentration. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a meditation, but you know, dharana is, you know, where you start knowing how to start focusing how to start meditating so that is dharana when we use objects you know for meditation oh okay that's meditation okay yes so it's like concentration okay the, the, the seventh stage is dhyana which is a complete meditation you know where you don't really need objects 
you don't need an object for meditating you just be with yourself and you are able to meditate okay you know so when you're focusing more on the breath deep inhalation deep exhalation and your focus is only in your inward breath external breath inward breath you know inhalation and exhalation right when you when you can sit you know i mean you can start with 5 minutes and you can go on for like say even 30 minutes also sitting in the dhyana position Wow. The, okay. Yes, and then the eighth one is, you know, uh, when you're passing through all these stages, then only you can achieve the state of samadhi. As I told you, the stage of moksha, moksha in the yes. four, the fourth purushartha. The similarly, the eight fourth path tells you about the samadhi. That is absorption into the divine. Oh. You know, so we are uniting with the highest form of reality. What well, from here? Yes. Earth. Okay. So all these are like step by step, you know, and uh, these are something like which gives you an everlasting contentment within okay. you. Is this daily? Some people do this, or is it like a lifelong journey, or both? <laughs> uh, you can inculcate all these things in your daily life. Okay. It doesn't Wonderful. take much of your time. It's only thing is you should know. how and you should be aware about each and every thing and how you implement them in your daily life so that's what the even more detail like later conversations will talk because i'm sure there's so much you know involved with yes. that and then even differences with different persons yes. body like type itself, as i told you like yamas and niyamas itself is a very good topic okay. and where yeah. we can explain to each and every individual like what are yamas what are niyamas mm-hmm. because each has got you know five sub topics okay let us do that next time because i think those are very important yeah. looks like about uh, this balance and success i think they're very related we have asanas many things that are focused on asanas in yoga but prior to that these other two foundational aspects i think that will be definitely worth talking about more and then the the other part is a uh, food and nutrition which i think we touched upon it last time too but is it within any of these eight aspects is it the no the food nutrition uh, this is what i was explaining about the eight food part of yoga the food and nutrition completely comes with uh, you know the mind the sattvic and the rajasic and the tamasic diet okay. which uh, is said in ayurveda for doing uh, yoga definitely you know you have to go into a sattvic kind of uh, nutrition but it's not like that uh, the people who eat rajasic or tamasic foods cannot do the yoga but slowly slowly they can start inculcating more of sattvic diet but food and nutrition altogether is a very very vast aspect where ayurveda has a very big role into it like you know mm-hmm. the times of eating also you know emotionally when you are happy or when you are depressed and how much amount of yes. food you one should eat you know so keeping all your sensory organs uh, you know into account and uh, the nutrition also uh, has to be kept in mind you know so because this all comes uh, more into the preventive medicine of ayurveda which is called mm-hmm. as vastavrutta Okay. So we this we can talk. discuss more in yes. details when we do our next uh, uh, exactly. session about prenatal. Thank you. And then the last uh, thing I just wanted to touch upon, since we're about to start a new year, you know, uh, right now when we're recording this, it's about ten days, eleven days from the new uh, year. So I mean, any tips or <laughs> any final thoughts regarding that? Uh, Because all of these are important, you know, every year. But I think a lot of people start to do reflections and uh, what they want next year. 
you know, around this time, yeah, <laughs> myself yes, you included. Know, I mean, Anita, actually, you know, we all are into the day and night cycles, you know. Yes. It's just the calendar which changes, right? Yes, So, you know, I mean, whether it is December or whether it is January. Yes. You know, yoga says you have to be neutral. Okay. <laughs> you should not be carried away yes. by, you know, I mean, just with the calendar falling with the dates, like 1st of January or 31st of December, where on 31st of December, you know, you, you want to go into a very high state yeah. that on 1st of January, you're not able to get up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> you're, not, yeah. you're not awake to do your daily routines and, yeah, you know, you're not able to perform your exercise <laughs> yeah. or do your yogic part. Yeah. I mean, you just make resolutions and, uh, but, you know, and at the end of the year, your resolutions go into a haywire. Yes, exactly. Where you go fall more into parties. Yeah. I, I, I don't say that you should not party, but... You should also not forget uh, about your daily routines, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is the main, you know, basis of yoga and Ayurveda. So in Ayurveda, we call it as Dinacharya. So, you know, where, yeah, I mean, you know, because it's a daily routine, you know. Yeah. It will yeah. not say that you should not do it, you should do it on, yeah. you should not do it on 31st December yeah. and you should not That's do it wonderful. on 1st of January. Yeah, this is really good advice because I feel like a lot of people... I mean, it's there. There you are reminding us about the balance, you know, and how you know it's not to not not enjoy, you know, you know, celebration of this year I mean, and excitement you of you, you, yeah. you be with friends, yeah, uh, you carry good feelings, yeah, you carry your positive uh, yeah. vibes everywhere, right. Uh, but uh, yes, but uh, you also should know that it's your body, and yeah. uh, you know you should not harm your body. Your body, your right? mind, and everything too. I mean, because yeah. yes, at least at least what God has given you this creation. I mean, so don't do any cheating with this. Exactly, <laughs> and then also the stress it puts on of making that day meaningful. You know that itself creates an enormous burden because all of life is not in one day. It is in yes. the day to day, as you're I mean, saying. It is every day. You know? Yeah. So this is yeah. why I say that it's a way of living. You know, whether it is Ayurveda or yes. whether it is yoga, yes. they are an integral part of each other, and uh, one should really focus on the entire journey of your life, knowing the purposes of life, uh, knowing what how a person can be kept in a balanced state, and yes. uh, to lead a peaceful and a happy life. Yes. Know? So finally, it's the inner peace which always matters. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And absolutely. when you're happy and when you're peaceful. I mean, your focus and your concentration everywhere, it can go into, like, it can go into many folds. And that could be at any point and place in this world. We can have that, achieve that. So so that's wonderful. So I... I um I see we have many topics to discuss in upcoming ones, so let us uh you know definitely plan to do those <laughs> sooner. I'm sorry we had this a gap this time, but it's really really wonderful to have all of these uh rich you know learning that you gave us you know touched on this. I know it's a vast topic, but it you gave us a lot of things that we can incorporate. Um, in our day-to-day and and reminders, you know, for day-to-day. So thank you very much, Dr. Anju, again. Thanks, Nita. Thank, thank you a lot. Yeah. And uh, wishing you a very wonderful Christmas and thank a happy you. new year. Thank and, you. And uh, yes, also wishing you to keep your mind and body balanced and yes. a good and a neutral state. Yes, I wish <laughs> I'm wishing that. all of the people who will be listening to my yes. podcast yes. the same yes. as I wish Definitely. Thank you. And wishing you the same as well, too. And uh, hope to um, 
you know, I wish that for everybody. You know, the more everybody around us is having this, then it just creates a wonderful ripple effect. So thank you so much for setting us on the good path now and <laughs> the new year. <laughs> okay. Thanks thank you. a lot, Nita. Thank you. It was wonderful to connect to you. Thank you. Bye.